you know, we're constantly making errors. Uh, you know, even I think about just a few, you know, weeks ago, we, uh, we've been doing, you know, we've been doing talks where we use Facebook videos and, uh, it's been very successful for us. And we really, we were always, you know, when we're, when we're getting messages out there, we're trying to be either face to face, knee to knee with people, or at least online in video, getting our message out there. And um, we made the mistake recently of doing a talk and we just used posters, which I've learned this mistake. And I don't know, it was one of the, you know, one of the lazy options. Hey, let's make all these awesome posters. Let's put them all over town. And I thought, hey, we haven't done that in a long time. Let's give it a try. And of course it didn't, didn't work. Those, those passive, these days, I mean, maybe 30 years ago, but these days passive um, things like posters just don't work. It didn't work. We learned and we're like, hey, you know what? We showed up, I showed up to a talk. We booked this beautiful um, uh, place downtown, this auditorium. We Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, I'm really excited to be bringing you today's guests on our podcast, Dr. James Willens from LifeWorks Family Chiropractic. He runs in a very, very successful clinic in Kelowna, British Columbia. And James worked with us, um, I know, probably close to 20 years ago. He, he was actually a painter, an operator, a district manager, and uh, really an exceptional young leader, chose to go into chiropractory, become a doctor, and it runs a fantastic clinic. A lot of times, um, leaders are wondering, young leaders looking into their future are saying, hey, how can I, um, what, what matters? I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a chiropractor. I want to run a service-based business. Uh, you know, why would business impact? What would impact uh, running that type of a business? Well, James gets to the heart of it in this podcast, describing the types of skills and habits um, that you need or you would need if you wanted to, to go into one of those types of careers um, and really have fantastic success because that's what James has. So thank you so much, leaders, for tuning into our, our podcast today, The Leaders of Tomorrow. And if you know an amazing young leader who is looking for a really, really bright future and um, really make a difference because that's something that James talks about in his podcast today is, is really you know, leaders of tomorrow really make a difference. If you know someone like that who wants to really grow, come let us know, have them share the podcast and share our program, the Student Works Management Program. Thanks so much. I know you're going to love this podcast. Well, James, thanks so much for coming and joining us on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, really, really excited to have you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me, Chris. All right. All right. So, so James, why don't you tell me what you were like before our program? Oh man, that's a long time ago. I know. <laughs> I can remember back that far. Before the program, I was an outgoing kid with very little skills. Okay. No real skills to bring to the marketplace. And um, outgoing, hardworking, but lacking, lacking the skills necessary to really make a difference in the world. Okay. And what, what, sort, of, uh, what sort of jobs did you have before you know, working with Student Works? 
Well, I was I had some entrepreneurial uh, ambition. I had a lawn mowing business when I was, okay. I was probably ten or twelve, and then I worked at uh, Pizza Hut cooking pizzas and cleared driveways in the winter. Had all kinds of different jobs, and actually ended up painting with Student Works for one summer. Okay, which I know a lot of your managers don't go that road. That's very rare, I imagine. Most yes. managers or, or franchisees get recruited out of university and. So after high school, I actually painted for a year. That can be a really big advantage for sure. It's oh, nice absolutely. to sort of understand, you know, the, you know, how it all works. But sort of typical, I guess, typical student student jobs is really what I hear. So what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in the business? I would say as far as business goes, just making minimum wage. Yeah. You know, the frustration of working for someone else, working hard. You know, sweating away in a kitchen, making pizzas for minimum wage, and then a raise would come along and it'd be fifteen cents. You know, I remember going <laughs> six eighty-five to six ninety-five. I remember that one. That was a big raise. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks. You're really gonna make it now. Now, exactly. now in your life, you're gonna you're gonna crush it at six ninety-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I hear you. I hear you. And and so, what do you still rely on from the program? You know what? Everything. I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days, just right. podcast coming up. And it's amazing how it just everything I learned in student works, I'm still using. And those, you know, the, the foundation of the whole program, everything from the work hard, play hard. I mean, before student works, I was probably more play hard and then work hard. I worked hard, but it was play hard. It was a lot more important, right? I had it kind of the other way around. Yes. Um, that, I mean, the, the referability habits. Just to this day, as a chiropractor, I'm seeing exactly what we were learning there. What we what we learned was that it doesn't matter, you know, if you do a great job, uh, you know, painting someone's house. It's not the great job people prefer on. Yeah. It's little things, right? It's saying it's being on time, saying please and thank you, yeah, doing what you say you're going to do, finish what you start, yeah. and it's amazing as a chiropractor. People come in and they expect to get great results, right? They expect to get adjustments that are going to help their health and well being. They're going to feel better. They're going to be healthier. And they don't refer on those things. Those are a given in their mind. People refer based on the, how they're treated, how the team treats them, yeah. how all the other parts of it. If we actually follow through what we say we're going to do, if yeah. I say I'm going to send someone some exercises and I don't email them those exercises, they're not going to be referring because I didn't follow through, right? right. So that, that's absolutely huge. Um, what else? I mean, the result, just the results-based economy, you know, just everything being results-driven. Our entire business is, is driven on that. Our our team members all are incentivized with bonuses based on the oh, results. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Right. And so that, um, you know, relationships are everything is just absolutely drives my entire world and our entire business, developing the, developing high-level, deep relationships with uh, not just, you know, with, within our team. Within our culture, of our business, with our clients, with our, um, you know, everything. It's just yeah, everything I've learned in student works has been a, had, a, had a massive impact on my life. Well, I must say, I'm really impressed. You basically named all five values, and I'm oh, going to mention right? this to our di- district manager team. Uh, <laughs> we're having a retreat in Nashville coming up, and I'm going to mention that to our district manager team that one of our old amazing district managers remembered all five of our values and has them implemented in his business. And oh, that's, no that's really awesome. And so one thing for our leaders, um, you know, for the results economy, that is, let's set up a structure where everyone can win. 
Right. Okay. So it's not, you know, James owns his own business and he's, he's the owner of the clinic and has invested in the clinic and invested enormously in his education. How many years of school did you do? Um, you know, I know four years at Queens and how much in terms of chiropractic? Yeah, the chiropractic program is a five-year program, but ah. I did it in three, I did it in three and a, like no summers, so it took three and a half years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so again, enormous investment and, and yeah. enormous investment in dollars and in time. Sure. So that you set that up, but then how can everyone participate? And so that's also how we set up our student works businesses is so that all of our workers, all of our employees, all of our canvassers, everybody in the business shares in a bonus structure. That's really very self-evident to them so that, hey, we're all winning together. Right. And we all can go and and, and, and achieve together. And as a result, it really it, it isn't we're all winning or losing together. No, because we just go and win because we're all fo- focused on winning, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, here, tell me about your career progress. Why don't you tell me about your career progress? Well, after Student Works, um, I decided to come, become a chiropractor, mm-hmm. which uh, we may even get into in a moment. But then after, after chiropractic school, I, uh, I opened up my own practice right away. My wife and I, my wife is a chiropractor. We met in school. Oh, and okay. um, yeah, yeah. Mo- most chiropractors will associate or work for somebody else for a number of years, typically. And then if they ever open their own practice, usually later on, right. uh, we, we had the confidence to go ahead and open up our own practice right away. And um, we had success, you know, right away, pretty much. Uh, you know, we were, we were profitable within the first three months or so, which is just fairly unheard of. And uh, it's been 10 or it's been 12 years now. We've had a great, uh, great practice. Right now, I'm. Uh, I just brought on to. Um, so basically, for ten years, we, uh, it's been sort of a. My, my wife was with me for three years. Uh, we started having kids. She's been at home with the kids now full time. Okay. Uh, since we started having kids, so it's been a real blessing that we've been able to have her full time at home. It's been awesome, and just to be able to do that is, uh, you know, to be able to financially be able to do that, lifestyle wise, it's been it's been great. Yes. And so now, um, after, after 12 years of sort of solo, I'm, I'm shifting into more of a model where we're bringing in other chiropractors, we're bringing in associates, going to get a bigger space and kind of just start scaling the business right here, and here on forward. Right. So, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of times will come up in our, you know, interviewing process or, you know, people will be coming in. Yes, but we get about half of our people for the Student Works program who actually want to go into business. And so it's very clearly, this is what I can get from this. And then there's a bunch of people who, you know, I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be a chiropractor. I want to be in medicine. I want to, you know, be in law. I want to, you know, like, like these service-based, a lot of times people don't really get it, but these are service-based businesses, you know, especially when I'm a leader in those businesses. So, So what did you take to sort of make that happen? Maybe you could describe your solo, um, office and kind of compare and contrast it to the business you ran back in Kingston when you were a student at Queens? I mean, sure. I think that for someone looking at this program who doesn't, like, I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I got into right. sports. I really had no idea. Like, just like most people probably watching this if you're at that, that kind of age. And I think keeping your options open and doing, you know, just, just you know, striving to challenge yourself and learn and grow, you know, or, such critical um, moves that you can make at this at this point and right. so how does that relate so let's say someone was looking at going into law and even if they were going to be a corporate lawyer or they were going to be working in a law firm and never have their own firm 
just right. the what you can learn from from running the confidence that you that you develop first of all from running your own business just knowing the fact that no matter what happens in the economy no matter what happens outside of you with all the different um, whatever happens out there you know how to run a business just the confidence from that is just massive right and then just taking the skills that you learn running a business and putting them into even if you're an entrepreneur and you're working in an organization where you're not necessarily the leader, just those same skills, they apply. It's a service. How do we, how do we find customers? How do we make them happy? How do we figure out what their needs are, develop their needs, show our solutions? I mean, all these things you learn are going to be applying in, in all those different areas. Yeah, I love that. And actually as well, I love what you had to say about confidence. Like we, we are going to go through many, for me, you know, it's, it's been many of recessions and, and, and major, actually major recessions, 2008, and there's a real, you know, crisis in our economy. And you're right, when, when you're, for many businesses, you know, you just know that you can keep chugging along and, and things are just going to be okay, you know, and, and they have been. We've grown through recessions and just because um, it just means a, a minor a minor adjustment typically when you're running a good business. But for those businesses that are kind of weak, not doing so well, struggling, that becomes a real challenge. And so when you've gained the confidence that you have over decades, you know, and, and you know, including all your entrepreneurial years with us, it, it really does change your outlook, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. It's funny you mentioned the 2008 recession. I graduated end of 2006. We opened our practice in the summer of 2007. Mm-hmm. And we basically had our nose to the grindstone over the next two years, building up our business, building success, focusing on our mission, helping people. And then a few years later, we kind of kind of brought our head up, looked around a little bit, and we heard people talking about this recession. <laughs> <laughs> we heard, we're not really, we weren't watching TV. We didn't have cable. There was no time to read the newspaper. And so we kind of poke, poke our head up. We kind of looked around a little bit, take a deep breath. People we talking about this recession that we're coming through. And my wife and I are looking at each other. What? Is that what happened? We, you know, we're just focused. Look, look, so, look like, look like, like we were growing, you know, we were, like growing, we were growing year by year by year. And so luckily we weren't, we weren't taking part in that recession ourselves. So, but anyway. Yeah, no, and again, I'm not, I'm not surprised at, I'm not surprised at all, James. Uh, and uh, and 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 again, it also speaks to, I think one of the best things we can do is surround ourselves with people who are supportive and and, and etc. It's like it's like I think sometimes people get into, oh my gosh, the world's falling, the world's falling. And by the way, if you were in the financial crisis, right? Because we've actually have a, some of our past operators. I was speaking with. Uh, a VP of, sorry, a former VP of Goldman Sachs who sure. was in the business and he's going, oh my God, all of a totally sudden you couldn't trade sure. with people. It was like, yeah. So it's like things totally are different. literally cataclysmic. For but, sure. Or, but a lot of times people are, things aren't cataclysmic. They're just believing they are. And they're right. just, you know, instead of, no, this is, this is fine. Like our chiropractic business should not be affected by this, you know, and, and was not affected by this because we stayed, uh, you know, true to, again, um, our mission and what we're looking to accomplish. So actually, I do want to spend some time on that. Like, um, what is your mission in, in your in, in your chiropractic business? And what are you looking to really accomplish in doing the work that you do? You know what, that, that's really what, what brought me to 
finally decided to become a chiropractor because here, here I went through and I was with student works for six years. So I was, yeah. one year was awesome. And, you know, I stuck around and had just a real transformation in my life through, through the program. And right near the end of my, my three years as a district manager, I was basically, I was interviewing with Xerox. So I right. driven to Toronto, done, done two interviews and coming right, right to the end of some decisions there. And, um, I was on the way home from that interview in my car, listen to cassette tapes, which I had borrowed from you. And uh, <laughs> probably, I'm not, hopefully I returned them. I'm not sure. I have <laughs> it's okay. Now it's all on the internet. Exactly. So we're good. We're good. We're, awesome. we're clean, buddy. We're clean. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> listen to, <laughs> listening to cassette tapes. And I think, I don't know if it was Jim Rohn or one of, one of these guys. And, and he was talking about doing something you would do uh, for free. Yeah. And really making a living at it and this concept. Yeah. And I'm sitting there driving along and I'm, and, and, and hey, nothing, nothing against Xerox by any means or any, no. any other business like that. I mean, that was at the time, they were the top sales yes. you know, company to be with. That's why yeah. I was really going after that. I thought, okay, I'm going to do sales. I'm going to learn from the best and then figure out some sort of a business, figure out some yeah. sort of a business down the road, right? And open yeah. my own business. That was my plan. Yeah. And of course, without student works, who knows where I would be? I don't know, you know, just, it's so yeah. hard to say, won't even go there. But mm-hmm. so I had this plan and I was driving along and I realized that, you know, would I really sell photocopiers for free? Would I, would I do that for free? And the answer, of course, was a resounding, no, I would not. Um, in my mind, it was a means to an end. It was a learning, a step. And, and there's nothing wrong with taking steps in, in careers, of course, that has to be done. But I, I realized in that moment that, you know, I'd, I'd spent the last number of years before that as a real chiropractic advocate, my life had been has been changed from chiro- through chiropractic dramatically. Um, my mom was working at a chiropractic office as an assistant, and she would come home and tell me about just the amazing results they would see. They'd have kids who had asthma, and the asthma was gone away. They had people who were suffering with um, all kinds of different problems, diseases. People, you know, doing better from from all different types of issues, and especially the kids were really really got me kids with ear infections yeah. i had ear infections as a child and my ear infections went away once i once i got adjusted yeah wow. so it turned out that the i had a, a nerve interference up in my upper neck and those nerves go to the inner ear and that was weakening the tissues allowing these infections to set in and so my life was changed at that time and then i went back to a chiropractor when i was 16 and i thought i was healthy started getting adjusted long story short my life had improved in all these other ways and um, so anyway, in that moment, I realized, and I'd been telling everyone I knew that I had to go to a chiropractor. So I was always right. telling people, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And so I realized that, hey, this is really what I've got to do. However, I'd been telling myself I wasn't smart enough. I'd been telling myself these stories about how there's no way I can do all that school. Like I barely got into university, kind of squeezed my way into Queens. I think it was two weeks before school started. Like they sent me a letter saying, okay, well, we'll let you in. You're, you're our last. <laughs> our last. Everyone else said no. <laughs> we'll let you in. Um, and uh, so long, so anyway, made a decision that moment. And of course, you know, what I found is that when you, when you make a decision, when I've made decisions in my life, this, the universe just opens up. I mean, just the, everything, yeah. line, everything from that moment of decision, everything just lined up for me. And um, so I guess long story short, what, what I've really, well, I think what really helps me with my success is that, yes, I love, I love business, running a business, but the, the mission of our, Going back to your question, the mission of our practice is really to transform lives. Our our mission is to help people really transform their life, and we focus, as opposed to focusing on, 
a neck pain, back pain type practice. We focus on what we call a wellness practice, a practice where we're really focusing on um, checking people's central nervous system, the integrity of their nervous system, clearing nerve interference. And we expect a transformation in the health of every person that comes in, in the door. And that's what we see the vast majority of the time. So really just combining something that we're passionate about, changing lives, making lives better, combining that with business, you know, that's, you know, where the real oil juice happens for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I can tell that you're going to work excited. You're going to work excited to make a difference in people's lives and help people, right? Like, and, and so what a, what a great way to spend your life. Um, and, and I know for me, James, when I started seeing a chiropractor, I'm not exactly sure of the dates or whatever, but, but, you know, there's a real possibility that your excitement about chiropractor got me to see my first chiropractor. Cause I know, I, could I, be. I know, I know I didn't get it from my parents. We were not sort of, uh, sort of impacted, but I've been seeing, I've been seeing them for, you know, for decades. I can't remember when, but it, it again, has had a real profound difference in just the ongoing quality of my health. I still remember one of my good friends, who's my chiropractor, saying a, a client came in and she literally had been unable to use her hands for a decade. And he, and he said, well, can I touch your hands? And yes. And just got them working again. And she was like, oh, my God. And she'd seen all sorts of medical professionals. And, you know, and, and again, by the way, we're both huge believers in doctors. There's no, no you know, like it's just, oh, you gosh. know, seeing all seeing all the tools that you have is a really, really wise thing. But but the biggest thing is, is being passionate, right? Being passionate about what you're about. And it's and, and that's what really, again, uh, makes 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 that success work. Right. Absolutely. That reminds me of you, Chris. I mean, I think about you and, you know, here's a guy who, you know, you're just so passionate about helping entrepreneurs develop and succeed yeah. and seeing, you know, the success of the people that come through your program. And, yeah. you know, it's really contagious for sure. Yeah, no, no. And I certainly, I certainly am. I, I, <laughs> I just don't turn this on for podcasts. <laughs> so, no, I, you know, again, I just love Sorry, switch, 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 switch. That's right. No, no, it's really pretty amazing what we get to do here. Um, so, how did you know running a business was the right thing for you? What were the signs for you, James? I think the fact that I had really enjoyed, like even that that the uh, lawn mowing business I had, I re I really just enjoyed working for myself, and mm -hmm. and, I, and it was fun working for myself. I could do it on my own time, and I made right. so much more money doing that. Yeah at 12 years old than I did doing anything for the, all these years later. And I always thought back, why am I making less money now than I was when I was 12 mowing lawns? Yeah. You know, I mean, really, I was mowing lawns, making 20 bucks an hour or yeah. at least 15 at that point. And, and then here I am making less money all these years. So that was, that was a big part of it for sure. But, um, you know, and then I think just stumbling into student works and then, and, and that really, you know, I just, I just enjoyed it so much that that, of course, that was a, without that, I don't think that I would necessarily be, I don't think I'd be running a business now without yeah. having stumbled upon student work. So, yeah. And yeah. one of the biggest pieces, you know, why does a 12 year old and, and I did the same thing. I used to run lawnmowers and, and shovel snow. Why does a 12 year old earn $20 an hour and an 18 year old right now, I guess, or sorry, even earn $30 an hour now in today's dollars. Right. So, sure. it's, you know, basically double the minimum wage. Well, why? Because they found the work. So life goes to, you know, who can go get the work. And so, so right now they're signing up in your clinic in Kelowna, 
uh, British Columbia. They're signing up in your clinic to work with you. And as a result, there's just a, an opportunity that, you know, not being paid by the hour. That, that's one of the big things is, is learning influence skills. So what have you learned about influence over the, over the years? And, 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 uh, you know, I guess, um, having people choose you, James, over other clinics or having choose you as a, as a doctor over other doctors? Um, I think that uh, truly caring, you know, really caring, I think is, is just really caring about people is, is probably the foundation, caring mm-hmm. about people are, are around you and setting things up to be win-win for everybody. I mean, right. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about these two. I was brought on two new associates that I mentioned a moment ago. It's sort of where we're, you know, one of the directions that we're moving in. And I think about the way the, our entire agreement is all set up. And I mean, it's really set up in order to help them just succeed on such a massive level, like much, much more than I ever could have. You know, right. they're, they're, they're in an entrepreneurial um, setting. You know, they get to do, they get to run their own business inside our business for the most part. They get to, you know, find their own clients and do their own care and, and run right. their own care program, do, do all this stuff. And then they're, they're their compensation is really set up on, on their success and I'm here to support them and, and help them through it. And so um, I think just having it set up for their, you know, as a win-win and really caring mm-hmm. people is, is probably the, the number one thing. Yeah. Once, yeah. Once people can tell you really care, the same thing with a client, if a patient or a client comes in, that's, you know, once they can tell you really listening, you really yeah. care, then everything else from there is, is easy. Yeah, no, I think that's a great thing for our young leaders to really get, right? Like, so what's the best influence skills? Really caring about people. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, but it just is so true. I really care about someone. I really want to make a difference. For us, it's about making people's homes cleaner or better protected, you know, and for you, obviously, it's about their health, right? And really, really caring. But it's it really is the same. It's somebody has a need and you want to help them solve that need. And then, and then when we're looking at staff, you know, you've got these, you've got a team in your office and then you've got these future, you know, more like, uh, because they're, they're doctors more coming in as a partnership or, or or roles. They, um, uh, you know, again, you know, it's how can I help them win and by them winning, you're winning, you know, and I'd I'd love to know as well and share the, share with the, you know, leaders, you know, how do you acquire clients, um, you know, in new patients in, in, in your business and how are you coaching your new doctors to go do that? Well, for us, having, having been in, in practice for 12 years, most of our patients are coming through referrals. And cool. of course, kind of the referability habits, you know, we're getting referrals all the time at this right. time. But at the same time, we also have strategies. We don't just wait for referrals to come in. We have strategies to um, gently remind people about why they would want to go to referral, how we can help people that they We've got all kinds of different programs in place to help people, um, you know, help them understand how chiropractic can, can better the lives of people around them. And then we give them opportunities to share the message. We give them opportunities to, you know, we invite them to health classes and they bring friends. We give right. them certificates to give to their friends and family, those, those types of things to, to, be, uh, to be reminding them. Um, right. That's, that's the, number, the number one um, way. And then when, when we're newer, like two associates I have, they don't have a lot of people coming in the door to give right. So they're really out doing a lot of screenings. We go to health food stores and we do, we have a, we talked about nerve interference a moment ago. We have a machine that measures nerve interference that we can, we can take with us. It's computerized and 
and we can plug that in and do nerve scans at the health food store and uh, educate people that way. Right. And we do uh, we do talks like we do health talks at um, different businesses and community groups. Right. That. So we get out there, meet people, and uh, explain what we do, get them excited, and and offer you know make an offer for them to come in for a checkup and take it from there. Yeah, yeah. And so again, for our leaders, what are they doing? They're going and approaching people, asking if they can provide these these talks or these services or these clinics. They may say yes or no. That's okay. Then they ask other people, right? And again, they stay in action. And with that action, they create great results, right? So it's 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 really it's really awesome. And and so a lot of times, why I wanted to ask you those things because a lot of times it seems kind of magical. How does it happen? Because I know, by the way, James's clinic is very successful. Can't say how successful, but very successful. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, how does that happen? Well, you know, it, it all comes down to the basics. Again, most importantly, really caring about your clients, really caring about, in James's situation, his patients. And then again, ongoing, providing great care, referrals. I know also as well, you're working on the internet. That's something as well that we do in our business yes, as well. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, no, I forgot about that one. But yeah, well, on the internet, definitely just working on our, our listings and we're getting, you know, that hasn't been, we're, yeah, we're, we're getting more and more into that now, but people find us online for sure. Yeah, exactly. Asking, exactly. Asking for reviews online, you know, yes. just making sure that if someone's happy that we say, Hey, would you mind going home and you know, writing, you know, doing a review on Google, that, that sort of thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no. And, and again, just asking to promote it so that it, your business can be promoted. No, that's wonderful. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are just just as you know, I think what, what you're saying is a lot of people, you know, open up a business, especially for those people who are listening who might be thinking about um, becoming a doctor or a lawyer or, or a veteran, right. like, that, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a matter of, you know, you, you, you do all this school and you think, okay, well, I must learn everything I could possibly know to be successful. And that's just not the the job of the, the law school, the medical school is not to teach you how to be successful. Their yes. job is to teach you how to be a competent professional or whatever profession that you so choose. And yes. so if you graduate from any one of those schools and you put up a sign outside your office that says, okay, here, there, now there's a lawyer here or, or whatever type of professional you are, that does not mean people are going to walk through the door, right? And so yes. there's so much more to actually, even if you are a professional, you still have to run a business. You still have to find people and fill their needs and, and all the rest of it. So yeah. yeah. And how those quote unquote best lawyers, doctors, or whatever, you know, groups, they, they, it's really, again, about acquiring clients that really makes them seen as the most successful, you know, and, and of course you've got to provide a level of service that's also working. So, so it's uh, like I said, it's, 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 it's more complex, but these business skills are, are again, critical. So, what what have your been your biggest failures or mistakes, James? And how did you learn from those? Oh, um, yeah, we're constantly making errors. Uh, you know, even I think about just a few, you know, weeks ago, we uh, we've been doing you know we've been doing talks where we use Facebook videos, and uh, it's been very successful for us. And we really we were always you know when we're when we're getting messages out there, we're trying to be either face to face, knee to knee with people or at least online, in video, getting our message out there. And um, we made the mistake recently of doing a talk and we just used posters, which I've learned this mistake. And I don't know, it was one of the, you know, one of the lazy options. Hey, let's make all these awesome posters. Let's put them all over town. 
And yeah. I thought, hey, we haven't done that in a long time. Let's give it a try. And of course, it yeah. didn't work. Those, those passive, these days, I mean, maybe 30 years ago, but these days, passive um, things like posters just don't work. It didn't work. We learned and we're like, hey, you know what? We showed up. I showed up to a talk. We booked this beautiful um, uh, place downtown, this auditorium. We yeah. <laughs> had all this money. We had this beautiful place. <laughs> I go down there on my my one you know, my night off to do this talk and we, we get there. And Chris, you know what? The only thing that's worse than having um, that no one show up to a talk is having only one person show up. <laughs> <laughs> you so you've got to give the talk to one person. Obligated to give the talk, right? And this and this lady who showed up, she wasn't even from my town, from Kelowna. She was from somewhere else, and she really wasn't. You know, it was funny. Anyway, but typically, I mean, we do these talks, and if we <laughs> that's so awful. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. And I mean, the, the, you know, typically we mark these, we market these talks, you know, with videos and we market them properly word of mouth and we're getting 30, 40 people oh, wow. out to a talk and we might have, you know, 20, 30 patients sign up for, for a checkup. So we're usually having success, but we don't always, we learn that was just a few weeks yeah. ago, but that's a small thing. I'll, I'll say the biggest thing I learned was right out of the gates, we set our goals too low. Ah. So we opened up our practice everyone had told us that, you know, it's that, that you don't make money in the first year. You know, we'd heard all these things and we thought, okay, we're going to buck that system. We know we're, we're going to, or we're, we're going to, that's not going to be us, but we focused on our, our break even point. Right. My wife and I figured, okay, this is what we have to do to break even. And we were so focused on that. We got there with it and, and to pay the bills, obviously. Yes. Be yeah. break even. And we got there within two or three months. I think it was three months, which was, um, which was fantastic. But then, we were so focused on that that we were kind of stuck there for the next basically year. I think we were stuck there for a year, maybe even two years. And that was a, that was a big mistake. Um, and then we, we made this little incremental growth. We were kind of stuck there just for a few years simply because our, our lifestyle had increased. We needed our break even level to be higher because we were just right. trying to get more money. And, yeah. you know, we, you know, so I think just the biggest mistake I made was, and I've learned from is not setting targets based on, on lifestyle and breaking even, really setting targets on um, what's the biggest impact we can have in the world. How can we help the most people? What's the and how can we really stretch ourselves to be the best versions of ourselves possible? Yeah, yeah. Well, just I, I I've had similar breakthroughs and similar. Uh, that's that's how we set our goals. You know, like you know, not not about you know how much you know again our lifestyle is, but here's what we want to do. You know, my big hairy audacious goal is to create a thousand millionaires, which means we've got to do incredible work in our business to do that, you know? And, and so, um, you know, and I've sp spoken about this before on the podcast, you know, like my, my goals all of a sudden literally double one year after I did a program out, out in Western Canada. And all of a sudden, then we started to seriously grow. Uh, and that was a huge part of it is just, again, the mindset about here's what we can do. And again, so that stretched all of us to become more so that we could do more. You know, so it really is interesting. I'm not surprised you found that as well. So if uh, someone was venturing out into the entrepreneurial world, James, what advice would you give them? I would say definitely find mentorship. Okay. Yeah. Find, you know, find whether it's with Student Works or some other similar group that might be out there. Find, find training to, to develop the skills you're going to need. Find mentorship, someone that can, can, can help you through, through someone who's been there and done it. You know, right. don't, don't try to reinvent the wheel and learn everything. People have done the vast majority of what you're going to be trying to do. And just learning from others, having mentors, 
I think is probably the one of the biggest keys. I mean, we, we've always had um, coaches within even, even our chiropractic business. We've mm-hmm. always had different coaches through the way that we've been learning from. And, um, and we continue to have a, I have a coach, you know, to this day that right. work with, I work with on a, uh, you know, every two weeks I'm on the phone with my coach. Right. And so that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, no, I think that so makes a difference, right? You know, coach needs to be coached, you know, and again, seeing things that you don't see, um, seeing opportunities, uh, you know, um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that we see in our business. And I remember you remember this, James, when you ran, you know, Eastern Ontario, you worked with, you know, 15 to 18 operators or whatever the number was, and you'd see what some people were really doing, and then you'd share it with other people. And, oh, those other people are doing this, and you share it with them. And and as a result, it really improved everybody's results, you know, and it's not like um, somebody's, you know, by being that coach, it's not like they have all the answers. No, they're just hearing all the answers, right? right. And then they're just sharing it. So it really is great. Completely. And so, so as you went from, you know, a teenager or university student, you know, to, to really, you know, who you are now, what did you need to change about yourself, James? You know, it's funny you say that because um, I almost think that I changed at sometimes a little bit too much. Oh, okay. It, which is interesting, isn't it? Because what I found was I left school and uh, maybe it's more because I, you know, became a doctor, right? And yeah. so a doctor or professional. I think I had this vision of what people thought that I should be. Mm-hmm. And I actually think I changed a little bit too much about myself. And I spent a lot of years being someone who I wasn't really quite that person. And uh-huh. so, yeah. So, you know, just so I think what I've been working on now, not working on, but what I've been conscious of over the last many years now is just being myself. Yeah. It's just being myself. You know, it's like there's, you know, I know this, we've all heard this, this story that, Hey, or the, or the saying that, um, be yourself, everybody else is taken. Right. Yeah. And so that's really, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think, you know, for that's for me, it's, it's, um, just, you know, I was, of course I can answer that question in all these other ways and things, but that for me, yes. that's it's just being myself, being comfortable in my own skin and, yeah. and just being genuine and, and patients love it. I mean, when I shifted more from the first maybe five years, let's say, in practice, you know, I was just more serious. I was the doctor. I kind of had this impression that I had to be perfect and people, yeah. you know, and it was just now that I'm just more relaxed and we're, I'm having way more jokes. We're constantly laughing. I make fun of myself in the office. We make jokes. He's my patients and we just have so much more fun and uh, people, people love it for sure. Well, you know, it's really interesting, um, you know, just for the young leaders, uh, we ended up can reconnecting because the Raptors uh, are in the playoffs. They're in the NBA finals. Now when you're, we, we'll all know what happened when the podcast comes out, but anyhow, James, James, Facebook me and we, you know, again, been connected, but, but hadn't really spoken for a long, long time. And then, Oh, gee, oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk to James. So we, we spoke and it's interesting. I know you're a doctor and have not called you doctor, you know, Dr. Willens or anything like that. And I totally actually, I just feel like you are the person you were meeting just personality wise. And, and, and so I can see being the doctor, right. And so sometimes again, there's this, there's this, this is who I'm going to be and I'm going to be serious and take this seriously. And you can see that that 
that that there in some ways it's good because we should take again what you do and what doctors do very seriously and on the other hand sometimes that can stand in the way of great patient care and stand right. in the way of also you know gaining more patients and 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 also i love uh, you know the the making fun of yourself quote unquote because i think one of the things that will always happen is there's lots of errors there's lots of mistakes and so if Sometimes people walk around acting like they never make any mistakes, like, oh, no, it's, you know, or, well, that didn't, I didn't do that, you know, and, and so one of the things in our business is we're really, really great at, oh, okay, that, you know, that was me or owning it or, oh, well, gee, I'm not sure what happened, but if we need to blame someone, blame me, you know, and just, just you know, if, if, if someone, someone's worried about that, and we really don't worry so much about it. We just worry about, hey, how, how to make sure it doesn't happen in the future and just kind of taking that pressure away. You know, because that's something again in an office that can really, you know, really get in the way, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, yep. you know who's wrong? Who did that? Right? That's no fun. Absolutely, and I remember that from the student works culture. I remember that there was really no, um, you know, it was just this constant. You know, it was okay to make mistakes. It was okay to be, you know, as long as you learn from it. Yeah. And just and also the the culture also. Um, and I'm, at the time, I'm sure it still is, is it's really a culture of, well, that's my perspective, right? right. And really yes. owning, owning that everyone has their own perspective and everyone has their own lens and vision they see the world through. And then, yeah. hey, this is my perspective. This is how I see it. That may be different than the way you see it. And that's okay. Yeah, you, you have way less conflicts when we're doing it that way. And, and, and then we can actually try to find out what really is truly right. Like not what I think is right, but really what's, what the real opportunity is, and again, how to make something really work in the world. Uh, so yeah, that that perspective lens is a good one. There's no question. And yes, we still have that. <laughs> so no, that's awesome. And and you know, if someone wanted to do what you did, James, you know, and have the success that you've had in your career, what key habits would they want to steal from you? You know, what's the secret to your success? Um, habits, I would say. Taking care of yourself first, you know. I have a, I have a, you know, I've developed a good habit of just taking care of myself, of getting up in the morning, and I have a routine I go through in the morning, get myself ready for the day, and it doesn't have to be long and drawn out, but just some sort of a routine. Taking care of, taking care of yourself, and then I think um, as far as specifically, you know, if I look at specifically my business and in our market as a healthcare provider and a chiropractor, I think probably the main difference is um that i have going for me is really the fact that i i really do i'm passionate about what i do and we have a mission and then also we have a business and we're really we're really focusing on on both of those two arms of the service service and then business i was like one of my mentors he used to say that um you know as a chiropractor you have to have two hands one hand is your your service hand your business hand giving and loving and serving for the sake of giving loving and serving and the other hand is your business hand and you need to know what's going on with both of those hands at all times and really the marriage of the having two having two working for you at the same time is really is really such a, a key component to success for me absolutely and it's and that's really powerful um because most people get stuck in the tyranny of or i can have a really successful service that i run right or i can have a really successful business Right. And most people see those as ours, and they are not ours at all. 
You know, the, the better service I provide to my patients, the more they're going to refer, the better my business is going to run. The more it better my business runs, the more like, you know, my chiropractor, I was, I told you this, I hardly ever wait, you know, and just, just, they find reasons to get me in. I love you guys. Thank you. You know, just, you know, if there's a lineup or, oh, you know, Chris signed up, you know, and, and I come on time too, but they respect my time. So it's like, all right, that's great. You know, and, and, and like you said, if there's something extra that they promise, they, they follow through with it. So it's again, these business habits then improve the patient care with, you know, so it's, it's all works together. Right. Um, and we're, again, a lot of people kind of cop up, you know, I know as well um, to speak you know, again for our leaders. Uh, James is up in Kelowna, an unbelievably beautiful part of Canada. OK, if you ever get there. OK. Um, and uh, and so he was out uh, water skiing uh, when we talked. I was reaching up to him a few weekends ago and he was out water skiing. And so, again, it's like, OK, enjoy the lifestyle while you, you while you run your business, while you have a great family, all these sorts of things. So doing it all. Oh, absolutely. Having balance yeah. is huge. I mean, we were, yeah, the, as far as our clinic hours, I mean, I'm taking care of patients about 25 hours a week. And then I'm, and then, you know, I'm probably spending another 15, 15 hours a week, I would say on training the, you know, training, mentoring, um, branding, marketing, those types of things. And, you know, some weeks we might work more than 40 hours and some weeks we work less, but definitely we're, we're working hard and we're being smart with what we're doing. And so, yeah, balance and having lifestyle is, is hugely important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly that's a, that's a better balance than I have, James. So well done. Um, <laughs> um, and, and so when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? You know, leader of tomorrow, I would say someone who is truly driven to make a difference and, and not just make a difference as far as, you know, having a charity that they can, you know, that's just for Facebook or just for Instagram or just, right. you know, just a sales tactic or whatever. Is, right. yeah. And I think the leaders of tomorrow are, and this is maybe the leaders of today is, you know, people who are really trying to make a difference, make the world a better place. And, um, you know, I think that are, are, are driven, driven from making a difference is really what I see as, as, uh, as leadership. Yeah. And that's, one patient at a time, one client at a time, one conversation at a time, right? You know, like, uh, you know, how do we treat the people in our community? You know, okay, just lots of different ways that we can do that. And then we can do it in big ways too, right? In yeah. all those all those ways, but, but sort of coming from that space. So, well, James, uh, I am so grateful that you, uh, you know, uh, got up early on the West Coast and sort of made this happen for us. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. You're, you're very, very welcome. And uh, it's been awesome reconnecting with you, that's for sure. Okay, cheers. Hey, leaders. We have more great content for you coming up that I know you will love. So if you are listening and you have not done so already, make sure you subscribe to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. And if you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed. Better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering key habits and insights that can assist them in having super powerful careers.